Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Geeky Ticky Coolcast. This is episode nine. Today, we're going to talk about smoking Xboxes, RX 6000 series, internal storage problems for the new consoles, EA, dynamic difficulty, Apple Arm, and some SpaceX stuff. Let's get into it. Welcome back once again to the Geeky Ticky Coolcast, episode nine. Josh here. Let's uh, let's dig into these headlines. So the RX six thousand series from AMD, their GPUs, their graphics processing units, they have arrived, and they're here in the hands of different YouTubers across the industry. Not me yet. I'm not quite big enough to warrant uh, getting myself a graphics card from AMD, but someday. Someday I will be. Nonetheless, they're here. Expect reviews to be coming out uh, in the next uh, few weeks here as embargoes lift, and we can get our eyes and ears and hands on some real first-hand experience of what these graphics cards are capable of doing. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. We all should be excited. Smoking Xboxes. I'm sure you've seen the headline. I'm sure that you've heard about it within uh, you know different circles across the gaming universe. Xboxes are smoking upon being used and released, and there's this giant problem, and oh my god, there's video, viral video of it showing smoke coming out of the top of it like it exploded in a giant electrical fire. It's fake. It's just vape smoke. So don't don't believe what you see. <laughs> it's that simple. It's it's just fake. Uh, it, it, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, on the good news, though, on top of all of that being fake... The Xbox Series S and X have now started to be compared in their first series of YouTube videos that are coming out from different uh, companies. I know Linus Tech Tips specifically did a comparison video just recently. And, uh, you know, go take a look. If you haven't watched them, go look. Go go experiment for yourself and make a decision. Um, to boil it down for you, the only real big difference other than storage out of the box is just visual fidelity. All the other things work pretty much the same. External storage. This is something that I've talked about already. I've mentioned it in previous podcasts. External storage is going to be a problem. I have some good and some bad news on this subject. So if you're interested in hearing about uh, the external storage uh, solutions that are out right now for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S, uh, stay tuned to the rest of the podcast and you can hear about that. But the nitty-gritty is external drives can be used for previous generation games. There are some caveats to how you can utilize those external drives, though, when it comes to the current uh, or next-gen games. So anything PS4 and Xbox One uh, series can be stored on those drives and utilized, but anything in the newer series of stuff, so the Series X and X and the PS5, there's some some gray area there. Um, EA, dynamic difficulty. So this has been something we've talked about uh, previously as well. This is the uh, EA getting slapped with a lawsuit over uh, FIFA and their player boxes and essentially creating a, um, a gambling mechanic within their game in countries where gambling has outlawed or, or gambling in this form has been outlawed. So um, at this point, EA has kind of come under fire again for how they're defending themselves, which is their dynamic difficulty built into these games. It allows the game to adjust accordingly based off of uh, how well the player is doing. Uh, and the the lawsuit is stipulating that it looks like it is going uh, or it looks like it's it pushes players towards the need to have to gamble on these boxes to get uh, better players and, and better uh, skills and so on and so forth. Um, and EA is fighting back and saying, hey, it's just a game mechanic. So um, there's not much more for me to dive in on this, to be honest. I'm probably not going to touch on it again as we go. But 
but it's just something to be aware of that that this is an ongoing battle with EA and this is not going away. If you haven't researched why this is a problem, I recommend going and looking into it. Um, look up EA's loot box controversy and then look up EA's uh, FIFA 2020 controversy now with dynamic difficulty. Um, Apple's ARM CPUs and basically let's just call it their silicon, right? Because they're they're making their own thing, and whether we call it a CPU or not is based on what they're going to use it for. Whether it's going to be a graphics processing unit and a CPU, so so more of an APU if they're going to use it as CPUs and GPUs entirely uh, separately, I'm not really sure. However, benchmarks have been leaked. Benchmarks uh, were released for the uh, newer series laptops from Apple. And there's there's two caveats to this. One, you have to take this with a giant grain of salt. And two, Apple's behavior when it comes into relation to things like this. So um, the nitty gritty is they look awesome. Basically, um, there's not a, there's not a giant performance difference in single threaded applications, but things that require multiple uh, cores doing uh, lots of work. So um, editing and, and processing um, uh, audio and video, uh, as well as uh, doing compiling or any kind of rendering, that kind of thing. You're going to see a good performance uplift and a lot of creators do gravitate towards the Mac uh, interface. So I can see why that would be a win. So there could be good news on the horizon. But all of that, like I said, you have to take it with a grain of salt because it could be complete and utter BS. We don't have confirmation on this yet. Um, and last but not least, the SpaceX launch happened. Uh, it went off without a hitch. It was amazing to watch. If you didn't watch it, head to YouTube. You can watch the entire thing. Um, the booster touched back down as it does, which in itself is an amazing thing. We are at the point now where we have boosters that are launching teams into space, and then the booster is returning on its own to be used again and again in similar missions. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know about you, but that is just it's mind blowing to me that we have reached that point in our technological advance when it comes to, um, you know, diving into space exploration and the usability of it, the investment of it is different now than it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, more on that as well. I've got a, a bit of an article from CNN that I found um, quite interesting, and it's about the, uh, you know, the NASA SpaceX kind of relationship and Boeing tossed in there. So um, interesting things to, to discuss. That about wraps it up for our headlines. If you do not want to stick around for the editorial piece, now is your time to duck out. But please be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter and head over to YouTube and subscribe to Geeky Techie Cool. We are across the board. Geeky Techie Cool, I thank you for your time. Have a great week. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for coming back. If you are a returning subscriber, like I say every week, I truly, truly appreciate you. At this point, we have a few things to go over, not as heavy as we were last week. It's kind of slowed down this week in terms of things to talk about. But uh, nonetheless, the RX 6000 series GPUs, uh, like I've already said, they have been uh, released to the YouTubers. They're coming out on the 18th as the actual release date for them. And at this point, I would imagine by the end of the week, you're going to see some uh, pretty solid reviews, I would say. Um, from initial impressions with Jay's Two Cents, uh, as well as uh, the, the Linus Tech team, uh, as well as uh, there's a couple others that I watched, but I'm sorry. Those are the two that stick to my brain. Um, anyway, with the initial impressions from those, they look like solid entries in, into the into the space. I mean, we don't know anything until they're hooked up to a machine and we can see benchmarks, but the build quality looks good. The decisions on cooling look like they were adequate and so on and so forth. So I'm excited to see what happens with these. Uh, I've been chomping at the bit for an AMD release to fight against the NVIDIA Series 3000 cards. So 
Um, I'm stoked. Everybody that's a PC gamer should also be stoked. And honestly, if you're a console gamer, you should be excited as well because AMD's uh, direct relation between the consoles and their CPU performance and GPU performance is directly related to performance for you. So anything coming down the pike could be, in turn, uh, used for, uh, for consoles. So nonetheless, smoking Xboxes, right? It's completely fake. Uh, there was a giant... Uh, turmoily storm here that happened probably a day or two after release of the Xbox, and there was a, a Twitter video, TikTok video that went viral, and it was smoke billowing from the top of the of the case. And honestly, I think it's just somebody taking advantage of the airflow design of the Xbox. Uh, it's meant to pull air up through the system and vent it out the top uh, or the side, depending on how you have it laid on your uh, entertainment center, which is perfectly understandable from Microsoft's point of view. Heat rises, so it makes sense, right? Naturally help the air move its way out of your console. Um, and someone took advantage of how that design was, and, and they pumped smoke into the bottom of it and looked like a billowing bit of smoke came out of the top, and uh, people basically just ran with it, and it became this viral uh, sensation. And it was obviously proven later to be fake. It was just you know some vape smoke kind of trick, and um, Xbox actually ended up putting on their social media uh, as a PSA. Please don't put vape smoke into your Xbox. There's uh, un undetermined health risks involved with that. Um, so nonetheless... It's just goes to show. Don't don't believe the first things you hear. Uh, but at the same time, there have been some problems with the Xbox. There have been uh, CD drive issues, uh, taking discs and and uh, reading them correctly, as well as noise coming from the drives themselves. So you know, it's there are things that are problems, and it is what it is. So um, the other thing that went live with uh, with the Xbox and Xbox Series X and S getting out there was comparisons. So the one big difference between the two is image quality in terms of overall image quality. So there are still things about a console that you just you, you can't get around based off the optimization, like uh, pop-in from uh, textures and things like that when you're loading into a level quickly. Um, things like that just aren't going to go away without substantial investments in hardware and substantial investments in, in the right kind of TVs and monitors and stuff. And there are just some games that, that just can't run uh, at the levels they need to, to minimize all those kinds of things. So... Um, that's probably the only caveat is that everything is pretty much the same except for overall image quality. Um, the other big issue, and I've said this from the beginning, is storage, right? So if you buy an Xbox Series X, you're getting the quote-unquote one terabyte of storage, which, by the way, isn't a terabyte because you have to take up some room for the operating system and the drivers and everything else for the system. So it's actually more like 800 and some odd gigs that you get to use. So you have your one terabyte of storage, right? And... On the Series S, you only get 500 gigs, which also has to be taken up with some of the, the system storage. You only get about 270 or so on the Series S of, of, of room, 270, 280 or so gigs, maybe a little more. Nonetheless, you're not getting the full 500 on that either. So um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's more like 380. Either way, it's not a lot of space. So if you buy the Series S and you immediately buy the storage solution that Xbox has created for these consoles, that's $219 right now um, because it's a, it's a proprietary unit designed specifically for the Xboxes from Microsoft and Seagate. So you have no option to get a generic drive and use it with Xbox Series S or X games. So you are stuck with that $219 card and your storage issue uh, is is pretty much taken care of, but and then you've got a terabyte and a half or so of storage with the Series S, um, but you've just paid three hundred for the S, two nineteen for the storage. You're at five twenty. You might as well have just bought a Series X and had some more headroom with performance and had the storage option right on par. So, nonetheless, um, 
you're it's a it's a dandy if you do dandy if you don't kind of situation you can either save the money on the s and know you're going to do a lot of cloud gaming games pass kind of thing download games and then delete them when you're done and that's a perfectly good option or you need to invest in the x and know that the performance is a bonus to the fact that you're getting the storage out of the gate or the other way around you get the performance that you want and the storage is a bonus but nonetheless it is what it is either way you are getting consoles that load quickly, that resume just as quickly together. They All of the different things that the series is, is touted to do, both the Xboxes do them equally in terms of functionality. They both turn on very fast. They both load into games very quickly. They both do the quick resume feature almost identically. Uh, they both load games uh, even faster. All of that stuff is the same. The only difference is just overall image quality on the Series S versus the X, and the Series S is worse because it's the least powerful of the two. That's pretty much it. Um, the major win right now for Xbox is the Games Pass because you can essentially bolster your console with a library of backlog of games that will work for this console right now today, and a lot of them are going to are getting or have already gotten enhancements for next gen consoles, so higher frame rates, better textures, things like that. So you're getting a lot for your money at this moment in time, especially considering that either Sony or the or Microsoft, neither of their consoles have a ton of launch titles that need to be played at this moment in time. So um, Miles Morales for the PlayStation 5, the new Spider-Man game, is probably the only real next-gen title that needs to be played right now. Um, so nonetheless, that leads me into my next thing, and that is external storage for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series S and X. Now, both consoles can support external storage. Both consoles, or sorry, when I say both consoles, I mean uh, the Series S and X and the PS5 from uh, from Sony. So the comparison of both. So this is a comparison of those two because each console within each company's lineup, they all do the same thing. So clarification. Anyway, so each console, both can have previous generation titles stored on an external USB 3.0 hard drive. And if it's an SSD, that's going to suit you better. As a, a high-capacity uh, and, and high-speed SSD in an external enclosure, USB Gen 3.0 or 3.1 preferred, that's going to give you the best performance possible utilizing uh, an external hard drive. However, only the Xbox allows you to move titles from the NVMe drive inside the, the, the Xbox to the external hard drive to offload them to create space. The Sony will not allow you to install, store, or play any PS5 game on anything but the internal drive. So that means you cannot move stuff around. I thought that, that you could, but, that, but I was corrected last night in my research for my podcast this morning. So you cannot move games around with the PS5. That, that's not possible right now. They say an update will come later to allow the storage swap, but that's not the case currently. The other thing that's going to happen for the PS5 is the M.2 slot that is included as an expansion slot in the PS5. That is not usable right now. It's not been activated. It's not been, been made available. So that's something else you have to wait on. So right now, Xbox holds the advantage of being able to offload some, some new generation Xbox games onto a hard drive to make room for other games and then move those back if you want to. No next-gen title can be played on an external hard drive. Right now, that's the confirmation. I have nothing, nothing else yay or nay on that. That's, that's all I have is that right now, neither the PS5 or the Xbox in any fashion can play a next-gen title, so a game that is meant to be played for the PS5 or the Xbox Series S or X. None of them 
can be played on an external hard drive. They all have to be played internally to be able to utilize them. The other big question that's come up about external hard drives is if you have an external hard drive and you have your PlayStation 4 games on or, or your Xbox games on that drive, can you play them at the full enhanced frame rate or graphical uh, enhanced modes from the external drive while plugged into your next-gen console? And here's my take on that. I see no reason technically why you shouldn't be able to do that, especially if you invest in some decent hardware as an external drive. You know, if, you, if you've got an old sluggish, you know, 4,000 RPM Toshiba hard drive that you've had for 10 years and it sucks, right, and you're using that as an external, you might run into some problems. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, the, game, maybe the console won't even read the damn thing. I'm not sure. But if you invest a small amount of money into an SSD external hard drive, and you use that as your external space for all of your old all your old gongs, all your old games, PS4 and Xbox One games. <clears throat> if you put that as your external, I see no technical reason why that's not possible. I have seen some video online showing games being played from an external hard drive and playing it what looks to be a very smooth 60 frames per second, and it's an enhanced title. So I cannot confirm or deny that at this point in time. I have no real evidence to be able to confirm that for you guys. But from my years of experience in dealing with computer hardware as well as console hardware and understanding how it all works, the hard drive plays a very minimal role in frame rate and in performance in-game. The only performance metric you gain by a very fast hard drives, very fast memory, is higher speed uh, um, higher clock speed or clock communication between the CPU and the rest of the system and load times. Basically, the faster the hard drive can communicate and push that information into the memory, the faster the memory can push it to the CPU, the faster that it can get all of its information that it needs to create the scene you're in and then you know do that a thousand times a minute, basically, kind of thing. So at this point in time, I see no reason why with a quality external hard drive and 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 quality cables and, and plugged into the high-speed ports on your on your console, there should be no reason why you cannot play the PS4 titles on your PS5 that are enhanced and still get all the enhancements. Uh, if I'm proven wrong, I'll happily admit it and I'll let you guys know, but that's that's just my take at this point. I would if it were me, I would invest in a good hard, external hard drive, put all my PlayStation titles on there and utilize the space internally on the NVMe for either console as my current next-gen titles uh, and I'd leave it only for that. Uh, EI, EA dynamic difficulty. We already talked to EI. We already talked about this. Uh, I, I would urge you once again to research what this is all about and why it's important. Um, some people might not care. But at the same time, it is a big issue, and it's a big problem within um, just our industry on a whole. Uh, it's it's a giant money grab, and it is something that I am morally opposed to. So I just I would be sure that you're aware of what's going on when it comes to EA's lawsuit of you know of of the magnitude that it could it could basically mean for us as as a as a community. SpaceX, sorry, I had to take a drink of water. SpaceX had their launch. It was awesome. Like I said, if you haven't watched it previously, please go watch it now. Um, it's it's amazing to see. It's amazing to watch the booster land. It's amazing just that that's where we are, and and everything looks so so futuristic. It's it, it's design matters, man. If you can make things look cool and function, I mean, that's a whole new world, right? <laughs> so um, the this uh, bit of an article I have here from CNN. I will read this uh, uh, word for word, and then we can talk a little bit about it. So uh, from CNN, quote, the SpaceX developed 
SpaceX developed the new Dragon capsule under NASA's commercial crew program, which, for the first time in the space agency's history, handed over much of the design, development, and testing of new human-related spacecraft to the private sector. NASA awarded SpaceX and Boeing fixed-price contracts worth $2.6 billion and $4.2 billion, respectively, to get the job done. Development of Boeing Starliner spacecraft is still delayed because of major software issues detected during the test mission last year, but officials say that the vehicle could be in operation uh, by next year. Because these vehicles will technically be owned by SpaceX and Boeing, with NASA serving as a customer that buys missions for astronauts, the companies will also be able to use their vehicles to fly tourists, private researchers for anyone else who can afford a $50 million-plus ticket. That decision wasn't without controversy, particularly in the commercial crew program's early days, but Crew Dragon's success could be seen as a huge win for folks at NASA who hope to rely more extensively on that contracting style to help accomplish the space agency's goals. So that's an uh, end quote, by the way. So it basically, SpaceX uh, created the, or not created, but SpaceX and Boeing at this point have reignited the American space program, um, essentially, because after NASA shut down their their program, uh, their launch program and the shuttles and the, and, and the uh, space shuttle and, and all of its working parts, it created this hole. And so anytime we need to load uh, you know, supplies to the space station or astronauts or do a cruise shift or move things around, we were relying on Russia basically to get our, our people in the air. And so this creates, uh, even though it's a private company, it creates a relationship within the U S to be able to accomplish these goals and, and do it in a way that bolsters uh, our teams and our economy a bit more and, and, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, it, it's it's Tesla here we're talking about. They've got arms that reach many, many places. Um, you know, just because you buy a Tesla and it's made mainly here in the United States doesn't mean that its parts aren't coming from all over the world um, and its main components aren't coming from places that you might not necessarily uh, be aware of. So um, nonetheless, we still have a, you know, a company that is based in the United States that functions in the United States as an automotive manufacturer and technology company that is building a lot uh, of really cool, amazing tech for NASA. And on top of that, you've got Boeing as well. And kind of, you know, Boeing's been sitting kind of in the background at this point in time. They have a lot uh, going for them and, and their, you know, their Starliner system and, and, and what they're planning on building is very revolutionary. But with that comes a lot of moving parts, and we are talking about Boeing here. This is a giant company. This is not some small, nimble company that can just pivot uh, on a moment's notice. This is a very big organization that has very big organization problems and very big organization logistics. Uh, things don't work like that for everyone. Tesla is a company that still very quickly and very easily pivots uh, on a moment's notice, even with their growing size. Um, Boeing is old iron it is established it is a it is a giant corporation uh that manufactures a lot of different things for a lot of different people and it has a lot of arms and a lot of um industries so um it's just something to be aware of is that you're going to see different things and different uh, tactics from both companies building two very different types of projects so um nonetheless if you hear spacex's name all the time when it comes around to these launches know that there's a company in the background also churning out uh, a, a contract with with NASA that was you know equally as large, if not almost double the size. So there is something to be uh, said for Boeing's role in the future of space exploration. That about wraps up the podcast. It's a shorter one this week. I, I you know I'm sorry I don't have more for you, but it's just a little bit of a light load. Consoles are out. SpaceX happened. 
you know, if you haven't listened to the previous podcast about my concerns with storage on the uh, on the new consoles, please, uh, you know, look into those. The theme is pretty much resounding at this point in time. Um, EA's uh, lawsuit. I, I, I urge you again, please research that. Um, you know, lots of cool stuff happening right now, but you know, it's all stuff that we've already talked about, and it's hard to want to keep diving into the same subject matter over and over again and not feel like I'm beating a dead horse. So, nonetheless, have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. Do not forget to subscribe on uh, uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram, and also check us out on YouTube, Geeky Techie Cool, across the board. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.